0: So I get it, okay. Like I get, (laughs) I get when you've got a piece of media Mm. that has a regular cadence. Yep. That you you get excited about that cadence. You know, it might be the new music drops on a streaming service on a Friday, say, or it might be the reviews that happen for for games or books
1: that happen over the weekend in a newspaper. Could be a physical newspaper thrown at your front door. You know
0: what? Like, I get it. And in the same way, I get that, like, depending on, like, whether it's Sunday or Monday, depending on, you know, when you get your new Spooko episode, or, like, whatever whatever time you decide to access the new Spooko episode, you're, like, sick, Okay. I'm ready. And, you know, we we try to fulfill that. Mm. And in a way this week we have. This yes. is this is very much more peach and chag content. Exactly. With a very important difference. Yes. So today we're going to give you a sneak peek of our brand new podcast. We're not leaving Spooko. This is not the end of Spooko. This is no. something we've just wanted to do for a while. And so this week on Spooko, we just want to give you a little taste. Gloopy
1: fucking glue. Yeah, look at it. It's congealed. It's just like a a rubber puck.
0: I feel like I'm eating donkey's cock. Gordon Ramsay, not just a celebrity chef, an idea, a legend, a cultural force that lives far beyond his restaurants and his TV appearances. It's
1: like he's been left out for days and he's been attacked by cats.
0: We're not professional cooks or reality TV experts but we are two of the millions of people globally that have felt an extremely personal response to Gordon. Now, we're going to figure out why.
1: Soft, bland, rubbery.
0: This is The Nightmare Method with Peach and Shag.
1: Why did Gordon Ramsay's kitchen nightmares have such a personal impact in your life? And when was it? There are two questions... I thought you were asking me, yeah, sorry. well, no, exactly. <laughs> the whole point of this podcast are that they're two questions that a huge swathe of the population has answers for. Shake Gordon Ramsay's kitchen nightmares really got under the skin of people. It's the sort of thing that I found myself asking as we have got ready to get this podcast rolling. And it's the sort of thing that there have been answers to across the population. He cuts through segments. He cuts through age groups. He cuts through... Different media, like he got very big on TikTok for like an 18-month period there because he actually figured out how to do it as an existing famous person. Gordon Ramsay and Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares are going to be the subject of some of our discussions and how he as a media phenomenon really cut through.
0: I think it's hard to talk about what this podcast is about, but it's a little bit easier to talk about what it's not about. Yes. So... I'm uh, I'm going to set the stage right now to say this is not a food podcast. Mm-hmm. Like all privileged white people, we probably know less about food than we think we do. <laughs> so it's not that. It's not that. Yep. It is not a strict recap podcast. And mm-hmm. we'll get into that in a second when we start talking about the episode that we are recapping today. Mm. It is not a where are they now podcast uh, because- yes the reality of the show Mm. and the transformations, whether real or not, are not the focus of this show.
1: We're not interested in debunking. We're not here to pick apart and say, oh, Gordon only stayed for two hours and only attended a couple of meetings and just paid a few designers. We don't care about that.
0: And to be honest, that's not important about the show. What is important about the show is that as Peach and I over the past couple of years, you know, recording the th- sort of three other podcasts we've recorded in the last however long yeah, began discussing the idea of doing a podcast about Gordon Ramsay and, you know, why we have such a personal relationship with him. We realized it started with Kitchen Nightmares. <clears throat> and the reason why it started with Kitchen Nightmares is I truly believe it's one of the greatest TV
1: shows of all time. Absolutely.
0: It's, it's, it's probably the best reality TV show of all time. It's maybe one of the best TV. It may be, may be the best TV show of all time. Now, often when people say things like that, it's a very subjective claim and it's, it's impossible to prove. Like You can be like, oh, I think it's funny or I think it's, you know, all of these very subjective claims that are sort of hard to prove. What I think is provable and why I think it's hard to argue that it's not one of the greatest TV shows of all yes. time is unlike almost any TV show ever made, every single episode of Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares is its own universe.
1: Yes. And I think even if you got pushback for best TV series ever or when someone's like, the oh, fucking Sopranos and it's like, yeah, well, there actually was a final season there where like he was in a coma for like four episodes and it was <laughs> fucking like the whole point of it was there's no point to this. <laughs> so, you know, like we got, it was all a dream in the final <laughs> season there. So. Like Sopranos, people go home. I'm sure there are other podcasts you'd enjoy listening to. Um, The reason we can say, like, we can push back in any argument like this is that it's certainly the best pound for pound. Um, And, you know, even speaking not metaphorically, you've got to pay this guy whatever, or you've got to call him eventually executive producer of the show. But essentially, you just show up with a few different cameras, plug a few other cameras around a restaurant. And try to manufacture some arguments, and it has spawned a massive, monstrously profitable global hegemon. <laughs> um, and so, even if we get some pushback from your Game of Throneses or fucking whoever, or from your even like you know from your Super Bowl finals or, or whatever it might be, we can say pound for pound, you send this guy into a restaurant, throw a few cameras after him, and see what happens. Greatest of all time,
0: and here's the thing, right? So, I I think what Peaches said is true. You know, he goes into a restaurant. There's some cameras. Obviously, there's a lot more to it, and Mm. there's there's editing, and there's writers, and there's all sorts of things behind it. But at the end of the day, it is him with some cameras and directors and stuff going into a real restaurant. And you can be like, okay, well, how can that possibly be the greatest TV show of all time? Let me expand on what I just said, and. Even as I'm saying this, and even as I heard you talking about it, Mm. it made me more passionate to be like, I've seen so many greatest TV show lists of all time Mm. in my time as someone enjoying the internet in the last sort of 20 years. I don't think I've ever seen it in a list, let alone in the top 10. And a KPI for this podcast, I would like to change that purely because let me go back to that point. Every episode is its own universe. Let me expand on that. So those other examples you said, the Sopranos. Mm. If I watched episode two, season two of The Sopranos, Ugh. I would not know what the fuck was
1: going on. No. That right. guy who turns out to be a rat working for the FBI or the CIA or whatever, who you just thought was part of the mafia, you would have been like, Why are we going to a show? Is shop-
0: that like a massive spoiler if uh. I like? <laughs> 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 yeah. But I'm fucked, right? Like so so Every episode is its own universe because you can watch any episode of Kitchen Nightmares. You don't know have to know who Gordon is. Mm-hmm. You don't have to know anything. You could, it could be the first TV show you've ever seen in your life. You could be a time traveler from, you know, like I, like, I don't know where, like, I don't know how a time traveler would be from...
1: Back in time. Yeah, it's a forward time travel. <laughs> oh, sorry, I would have had to have already invented yeah, the time which machine. I'm like, which yeah. I'm like, how does yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, do you know I'm what be, I mean? I'm like, maybe,
0: maybe it works. I don't know. I'm like, I'm not a scientist. Every So every episode is its own universe and anybody can watch it from any point. But every episode is its own distinct universe. Every episode introduces entirely new characters, entirely new problems. But with this undercurrent the whole way through, which ties them together.
1: And one of the issues we've had in sort of agreeing of like, yeah, of course we're gonna do a Kitchen Nightmares podcast. It's the greatest TV show of all time, is sort of trying to say we're not reality TV experts and and all the disclaimers you heard from Shag before is to try to get at, you know, the question, like, what is the question we're asking? What is the journey we're we're trying to go on with with ourselves and with anyone else listening? And we we haven't yet quite framed that question. But we think that there's, you know, a different way of taking a look at how some of these things might work.
0: Yeah, look, we are not TV experts. We're not reality TV experts. We are not food experts. We're not even Gordon Ramsay experts. I'm sure, like, this is one of those things. It's like, it's like in Spooker, our horror movie podcast. There are lots of people who know more about horror movies than us and will often comment and it's like, I, you know, like, and, and will and we'll school us on our knowledge because at the end of the day, it's not about the fact that we know more. Mm but we are passionate about Gordon. Yes. We're passionate about people understanding that he has made arguably the best TV show of all time. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to define why, which is why every single episode we're going to try and get just a little bit closer to what the nightmare method is.
1: What is the nightmare method? Uh, You've seen Kitchen Nightmares, of course, because you're alive and you're listening to this podcast and you may not necessarily have turned your mind to these things that these things that pop up. Now, this episode, um, we're going to take the opportunity to highlight a couple of sort of themes that pop up. We're not going to cover them all in this ep. We're going to do a kind of loose, fiddly, sort of partial recap, partial, loose chat around one episode. And as the kitchen is the nightmare method, they only really call it the kitchen. The kitchen, method.
0: the kitchen method. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <The> kitchen <laughs> method.
1: <laughs> as we progress through the nightmare method, not only are we going to get closer to, I think, the central question of the podcast that continues to elude me. Um, I think we're also going to start describing what we see are regular kind of tropes, regular rhythms that seem to pop up episode by episode.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard. Uh, like, the reason I think the reason why we've decided to go down this route is early on when we talked about, you know, maybe doing a recap pod for Kitchen Nightmares and we were thinking about structuring it and we were thinking about, okay, well, episodes begin this way and then there's this and this and we can use them as ways to break up the episodes. But what we realized is there's no, there's no template, really. <clears throat> there is, but it's quite subtle, it's quite broad, it's quite flexible, and thus it's hard to go there is a strict template that every single episode follows. But there is a method. And, again, we keep coming back to it, but this, this, it's, it's hard to describe. Even like, Look, this is the first episode. It's going to take us a while to really get to grips exactly with this mission we're trying to do. But there is this method there that, and I know we're putting this on Gordon. He has directors, he has writers, he has producers. You know, there's so much more to making a TV show than one person. But him being the focal point of it, when we talk about Gordon in this way, we are talking about everyone who makes this show, obviously. But he is still the focal point of this show.
1: And so as we progress through our examination of what quote, quote, Gordon has done... Um we'll learn what we'll we'll come to learn that one of the things he's done increasingly effectively is delegate work to others <laughs> <laughs> sort of show up for just a few minutes to yell at some people
0: so so today, and you know again to prove. To prove that thesis in this very first episode, we're not starting with episode, season one, episode one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a Sopranos podcast. (laughs) That is what a Sopranos podcast is. Because you couldn't
0: do a Sopranos podcast where you started season two, episode two. Yeah, guess
1: what? Fat guys at the
0: CIA. So, and we didn't even go, okay, well, what are the best episodes? We were like, we want to randomly start with one. Yep. So, we found a streaming service called Plex.
1: I don't know if it exists worldwide. Yeah, it sounds so made up, but (laughs) it just did actually It is
0: real. Yeah, it does sound like a streaming service in a TV show where they're like, guys, let's watch Netflix. That sounds amazing. (laughs) So, it was free on this streaming service. So, they had the six seasons of The UK Kitchen Nightmares. It's really important to say there there are the original UK Kitchen Nightmares and the American Kitchen Nightmares. They're very different shows. Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares, and then there's other nightmares as well. They are very different. There's Hotel Nightmares. I think I can't remember what the whatever Hotel Nightmare or something. They're all very different shows. We did want to start with UK Kitchen Nightmares because we think. It's where he truly started developing the formula before it became probably too simplified.
1: Yes, like because at, at its core, the glory of Kitchen Nightmares is you are watching a very passionate, slightly like fucked in the head. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say things like that. Slightly fucked in the head, technical term, person who is a kitchen consultant, who's a restaurant consultant. Come in, get angry, yell at people. And sort of have good advice that he's not particularly good at delivering at all times and sort of deliver this very telegenic advice very aggressively and sort of we get to see the outcome. Did they accept the advice out of the relationship? And and see,
0: even hearing you explain that to me and to me listening Mm. right now pisses me off because that is at a surface that's what's happening in any episode of Kitchen Nightmares. But that is not what is actually making the show so unbelievably compelling. So So let's figure it out. Yeah. Let's figure this out today. Like I said, we're just going to start somewhere randomly. Went to season two, episode two. Today we're doing season two, episode two of Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares, the original UK season. That was the very first taste of The Nightmare Method, a brand new podcast coming from Peach and Shag this year. And I swear, every time I hear it and edit more, I get more and more excited. I hope you enjoyed that very small sneak peek of episode one. If you do want to get ahead, if you do want to be ready for episode one when it does drop, feel free to to go ahead and watch or re-watch that episode of Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares it's from the UK season, season two, episode two. I believe the episode is called D-Place, Hyphen so D-Place. God, terrible names. All these British restaurants in the early noughties had awful, awful names. Anyway, so that's going to come soon, but do not fret. Spooko remains. We'll be back with regular Spooko content next week. As always, Thank you so much for listening and I really hope uh, you enjoyed that little snippet of the Nightmare Method. Let us know what you think.
1: Uh, This was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe and follow wherever you can and as much as you can. And Resh's, what's up?